For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Use the code word REBEL for a discount on pillows, sheets, pet beds, and everything else at MyPillow.com. What is happening? Good afternoon, Rebels. It is Tuesday, February 11th. It is late for the commentary this week, uh, but we just got back into town and a lot's going on. And so that's why it's late. Sorry. Um, hope you're enjoying this week's programs. They're going to be super great. We've got uh, Sarah May, The Complicated Heart, talking about forgiveness tomorrow. And uh, the next day, we've got uh, Patty Callahan uh, discussing her book on uh, C.S. Lewis and Joy Davidman. Fantastic book. Fantastic book. Uh, had a ball in California. Today's program is sponsored by Liberty HealthShare, libertyhealthshare.com slash rebel. Uh, it is our healthcare provider. We totally recommend it. It has saved our bacon numerous times. When Laura had cancer, they paid for the entire surgery. Uh, it was $72,000. That was crazy. Uh, when Laura had appendicitis out of state and we used out-of-state doctors and ER and all of that, took care of the entire bill. Um, fantastic organization, libertyhealthshare.com slash rebel. Uh, if that doesn't work, it's rebel parenting. But I'm pretty sure it's rebel. I should know that better by now. Uh, so did a parenting conference, had a ball. I got to tell you this. So flew into San Francisco, took the kids down to the wharf, which was amazing. Uh, they had a blast down by the wharf. Our friend Jean Marie drove us there, and then we drove to Santa Rosa and had the greatest Mexican food, easily top three best food I've ever eaten in my life, uh, Mexican food, easily, easily top three. Uh, it was funny watching the people's reactions when my two white kids ordered lengua, which if you don't know what that is, it's tongue. Um, I started them eating that when they were really little and didn't tell them what it was, and now they like it because it's delicious. If you can get over the fact that you're eating tongue, it's delicious. And so going to an authentic Mexican restaurant uh, and having uh, a redheaded white kid who's eight years old order lengua is hilarious because they're so excited when your kids order that stuff. It was so funny. Um, so that was Thursday, Friday morning, woke up, drove to the beach. Oh my gracious. It was so amazing. Oh, I was so blessed. Drove to the beach, saw, sea, uh, saw starfish. Um, oh my gracious. Had the best time. Just the greatest time with the kids and Laura. Then we drove to the Redwood forest. That was just astounding uh saw 300 plus foot trees that are 1300 years old that was shocking they had a tree that had fallen over and they had tags on it like signing the magna carta civil war like all the different things throughout the years and how young or old the tree was at the time and it, you just feel just the magnitude of being in a redwood forest they had two trees there both around 300 feet both around 14 feet around one was a hundred years older than the other one. A hundred years. That first tree grew a hundred years before the other one was a shoot in the ground. That was shocking. Uh, that was Friday morning, afternoon-ish. And then um, started the parenting conference Friday night. Wow. I am so honored and so thankful that that many people came out to talk about parenting um, and to learn how to be better parents. We just had the greatest time. Everyone was so kind and so generous of their time and so transparent and honest and open. And it was fantastic. Fantastic. Friday night, 
during the, the conference, we asked people to fill out a tiny questionnaire of three questions. Three things you struggle with as a parent. What do you struggle with as a parent? Um, and virtually every single person filled it out. It was totally anonymous. We said, don't put your name on this. I don't want to know who wrote it. I just want to know what you struggle with. Maybe Laura and I can address it the next day. And so I want to talk a little bit about that today because really it mirrors a lot of things we find on Rebel Parenting. Um, First and foremost, People struggle and feel guilty about being an angry parent, raising their voice, yelling, disciplining out of anger, uh, speaking in a sarcastic tone, uh, losing their tempers, um, getting fed up, you know, all those types of things. That is such a big thing in parenting today. Absolutely. Uh, And here's what I'll tell you. I honestly believe anger is rarely the problem. I think anger is the symptom of another problem. Um... It might be feeling helpless or feeling alone or not being on the same page as your spouse or being overly tired, feeling powerless. Uh, I think it's a symptom of another thing. And I think finding a third party or a coach or a therapist to find out why it is we get so triggered so quickly. Now, I will say this. If you've got kids that are two or under, it's that you're exhausted. Uh, In the first two years of your child's life, on average, parents lose six months of sleep, 25% of their sleep. So if you've got a kid, here's the truth, four or under, between three and four, your body is trying to re-regulate and figure out what the heck just happened to you because you lost 25% of your sleep. So, you know, when you have kids and it's so amazing and you love them so much and your spouse's rough edges are extra sharp and you're kind of irritated all the time and you're a little bit bitey and sarcastic and every now and then you just want to kill your kid or your spouse, it's because you're exhausted. It truly, truly is because you're exhausted. You've lost so much sleep, everything else is worse. Everything else is worse. And I know that sounds like an easy answer or a trite answer. It's not. It's scientific fact. On average, in the first two years of your kid's life, you lose six months of sleep. And it just makes everything harder. So if you've got a four, you know, four, five, six, seven-year-old and you're struggling with anger, I honestly think that's the symptom of a larger problem. Um, you might have other things going on in your life that's contributing to that anger. And maybe it is feeling helpless or not being on the same page with your spouse. That was the interesting one too. Number two thing most people said was, I don't feel like I'm on the same page as my spouse. I feel like we're at, we're at odds. And I can tell you, That was Laura and I's struggle probably first eight years of Lincoln's life, five years of Lucy's life. I think that was our big struggle. And and I'll just be honest. I mean, I don't have any problem talking about this kind of stuff. Laura and I were raised in drastically different families drastically different types of families. I had a a Christian, super faith-based family. Laura was not raised in a faith-based family by Christian parents. Uh, I was raised in a very quiet household with one sister that was five years older than me. It's very quiet, very regulated. Um, There's a place for everything and everything was in its place at all times. That's the house I grew up in. Laura had... uh, more than 16 homes in 16 years. 
they moved more than once a year for her entire life, except from the time of five to seven and a half where they lived on a sailboat where they moved every day virtually. Uh, they lived on a sailboat for two and a half years. Aside from that, Laura had 18 homes in the first 18 years of her life. But if you erase two and a half years of that, it means 15 and a half years, they moved 18 times. So for Laura growing up, and she had four older brothers, she was one of five growing up. So the level of noise and chaos in her house was far exceeding mine. And so whereas... When the kids get loud, I start to get a little edgy, you know, at like a three, four, five. Laura could go to a 15 or 20 and it doesn't even, she didn't even hear it. It's not even that, it's not even a thing to her. And so also I was raised in a very discipline oriented family. Obviously my dad wrote the book, Dare to Discipline. Parenting isn't for cowards, the strong-willed child. And it goes on and on and on down that road. So I was raised in a very strict, structured, discipline-oriented family. Laura wasn't. When we were first married, Laura considered most discipline to be mean. It felt mean to her to deny kids certain things. And truthfully, in the beginning, especially first eight years of Lincoln's life, um, I was insanely controlling. I was over-parenting in every aspect. Uh, I was a fear-based parent and that turned into anger and anger turned into control. And I was trying to control every single aspect of our lives, of all of our lives. Uh, it was terrible for my marriage. It was terrible for parenting. So when people say, I struggle to get on the same page with my spouse, I say, I hear you, brother. I mean, it was eight years of that. And here's the truth. I had to change a lot more than Laura. And for my personality type, it was really, really different because I believe I'm right most, if not all of the time. I'm getting way better at having an open mind and listening to other viewpoints and opinions and sides. And I'm much, much better 15 years into marriage and having a 13-year-old and an 8-year-old. But when Lincoln was a baby, I was a fear control-based parent. And it was really, really difficult. And I honestly, I started going to therapy to learn how to lighten up. To learn how to want to be right, instead of being right, wanting to be right next to Laura. Wanting to be right with her, not just to be right. And therapists told us that. Our therapist said, you know, you're right most of the time. You're really intelligent. You're really smart. You're also right over there by yourself. How does it feel to be alone? And it's terrible to be alone. And it took just slowing it down. I will tell you too, there's a great resource by Paul. Oh, I've got it right here. Look at that. Paul David Tripp called Parenting. This book right here with the wooden rocking horse and the white wall behind it. Uh, Parenting, 14 Gospel Principles That Can Radically trans radically Change Your Family. It is a brilliantly written book, and it's given me more peace in my family than maybe any other resource. And really, one of the overriding principles that has helped me is you parent for a lifetime. You don't have to fix everything right now. You don't have to fix everything right now. And that's one of the things we talked about when being an angry parent. You know, your kid does something, you get so angry, and anger is a very poor motivator in children. It's a very poor motivator in all people, especially children. Uh, and you know this within your marriage. If your husband gets mad at you, your, your wife gets mad at you, and they're yelling at you to change, rarely are you like, you know what, you're making a great point. I really do understand what you're saying right now. This is a great point. I do need to change. I feel very comfortable in my change right now. When someone's yelling at you or they've got that tone in their voice, change is very, very, very difficult in that moment. And so <clears throat> understanding that there might be a problem, whether it's biting, 
or hitting or talking back or whining or not listening, whatever those things are that push your buttons, especially that really push your buttons in the moment is the wrong time to try and fix it. That, that was one of the hardest things for me to learn is right now when I'm mad in the moment, terrible time to fix this stuff. Terrible time to fix it. We got to wait till dad's calmed down. We're away from the situation. We can come up with a plan as a husband and wife and then address it as a family. Okay. Um, that's a huge one. And then let me jump into this other one. Two big mistakes parents make in raising kids is thinking one size fits all. One size fits all. I got two kids raised in the same household and I can parent them identically and it will work equally with both children. Uh, if you've got more than one kid, you've got to learn how to do more than one parenting thing. Uh, Lincoln is super easy to parent. So compliant, so sweet, so tenderhearted. Lucy has a stronger spirit. It's really interesting. When she was little, she had a much stronger spirit. And I'll tell you why. It was me. It was this guy. Uh, it was because I fought her on every last thing. I wanted to control her and her behavior. I was way more into behavior modification than I was into being a good, healthy parent. And the more I tried to control that girl, the stronger her will became, the stronger her spirit became. And it was apparent quickly, she is stronger than I am. She has a stronger will than I do. And if I was going to try to control her, it just wasn't going to work. Uh, and so I had to slow everything down. I'm, again, Paul David Tripp, this book, Parenting, was revolutionary in my relationship with Lucy. Revolutionary. Um, and... It's just not as volatile as it has been in the past. I mean, it's really not volatile at all. You'd think Lucy's a super compliant kid now. Uh, and it's because I changed, not because she changed. I changed, Lucy didn't. My change, I guess she did change, but it was because I changed first. Like, she was too little. She didn't understand. You couldn't explain it to her. It wasn't a thing. It was my attitude and my behavior that changed that helped our family as a whole. And by the way, that's what we believe in marriage as well. If you uh, have the book, The Kindness Challenge by Shanti Feldhan, and you're practicing that with a spouse, you can work on your marriage by yourself. Is it more difficult? Sure. Absolutely. Way more difficult. Would it be better if both spouses were working equally on it? Absolutely. Uh, and in those moments, especially with your spouse and your kids, in those moments, you've got to ask yourself, what do you want most? Do you want a peaceful household full of intimacy and love and affection with your spouse and your children? Is that what you want most? Because if that's what you want most, if that's your highest goal, is to have the best relationship with your spouse, with your husband or your wife and your kids possible, the best possible relationship with them, then you can work on it by yourself. You can be an agent of change. You can go through Paul Tripp's book on your own. You can go through The Kindness Challenge by Shanti Feldhan on your own. You can do that. Is it lonely? Sure, it is. But the results speak for themselves. You can do this on your own, and you can affect your marriage, and you can affect your parenting. Second thing big mistake parents make is there's no magic bullet that works with all kids all the time. It's like the Navy SEALs. you got to learn to adapt and overcome. Um especially when your kids start hitting puberty or when they go to school. Um, my kids going into school and not being homeschooled full time has brought a whole new scenario to our family that I've had to learn 
to adapt and overcome. Homework, assignments, struggles with teachers, all those types of things are brand new for our family of liking and disliking teachers or liking their teaching style or disliking their teaching style and having to learn how to speak with a teacher about it without getting angry or have Laura do it because I don't have that ability sometimes and working on that as a family, completely new things. There's no magic bullet. There's no one size fits all. Um, it just doesn't work that way. And the third one that we really talked about is expecting perfection. I'm not perfect. Laura's not perfect. You're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. And we can't expect perfection in our kids. We can't expect them to get it the first time or the second time or the third time or the fifth time or the 20th time. We've just got to keep going again and again and again. That's the last thing I want to talk about too. If you are a believing person, then you believe in the scripture that says, when Christ says, I stand at the door and knock, he who opens the door, I will enter and we will sup and, and have a relationship together. And that's what we've got to do as a spouse and a parent. As a husband, I've got to keep going with Laura again and again and again and again and again. And with my kids, I can never stop going again and again. As a parent, that's my duty. That's my responsibility. It's the same way Christ does with me. Continually, constantly, never-ending reaching out to me. Reaching out, desiring a better relationship. Reaching out, loving me more than I could ever possibly understand or comprehend. More than I can love myself. Christ does that for me. And therefore, as a dad and a husband, or if you're a wife or a mom, we've got to do that. We've got to model that. Can we do it perfectly? Absolutely not. I can't expect perfection in myself, nor can I expect it in my kids or my spouse. And that's why it's imperative to just say, you know what? We can do this. We can go again, and we can go again, and we can go again. We can just keep going again. Um, obviously, there are um, situations in life where it doesn't work out that way. We've walked a few couples through divorces, and uh, it's really tough when that happens. That's the exception to the rule. I think most of the time we can go again and again and again. If you've got a spouse that's abusive or is unfaithful and just refuses to get help, I understand that. I totally do. Barring some of those things, and, and you understand, you've listened to the program before, you get where I'm coming from. Barring some of those things... We just keep going again. And you choose that. You choose it every day. You know, when your kid's being a brat, when they're going through hormonal changes and they're just flipping out all the time, you choose to go again. You choose to love them like Christ loves them. You choose them to love them like Christ loves you. We just got to keep going again and again and again because it's so important. That's our philosophy here of, you know, when your kids are like, oh my goodness, I screwed up. My dad's going to kill me. What we want is the relationship that says, oh my goodness, I screwed up. I got to go tell my dad because he's going to have open arms. Might there be consequences? Sure. And I know without a shadow of a doubt that my mom and my dad love me and there's nothing that's ever going to change that. There's no behavior that can change it. There's no attitude. There's no action that can change the love my parents have for me. Therefore, no matter where I am, no matter what I'm doing, no matter what my situation, I can always go back to my parents. And you got to do that with your spouse too, no matter what. You know, we deal with addiction on Rebel Parenting all the time. You fall off the wagon, go back to your spouse, go back to your spouse you know, is it scary for the spouse that's not struggling with addiction? Of course it's scary. Of course it is. And we get to be an agent of change through the love we show our spouses and our kids. Awesome. It's 20 minutes. Thank you so much for listening. I totally appreciate it. I'm going to upload this on the podcast right now, and there'll be two more coming this week. God bless, Rebels. See you soon.